venture capital investments in Africa fell by 43% and South Africa registers the largest forex reserves on record. From over 1,000 cities in 126 countries, Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Markets that attract the right kind of financing have developed a credible business pipeline. This means investors can clearly locate businesses where they want to invest in the various stages of the pipeline from ideation to exit. Many countries on the continent are working on the backbone of how to put together this business pipeline. Francis Kisidina from the Private Sector Foundation Uganda and Dev Shamru, Senior Consultant with CITC Technologies, joins us for this episode. Francis Kisidina highlights what companies need to do to attract the right kind of financiers. He also speaks about the dangers of mismatched financing. Now, uh, we identified uh, earlier on some of the major constraints that affect you as business people in trying to do investment and business. Uh, One of those challenges was actually access to business, access to finance, and this is what we found. Uh, I think it still persists even up till today. We know very well that the majority or most of the business financing actually for MSMEs comes from families. I don't know how many of you don't receive calls from relatives from, can you please give me 300,000 so that I can begin this, so that I can do the other, so that, you know? So you really cannot develop an economy when uh, the biggest financial business is family. It can't be. It must be uh, financing from other sources. The rest of the funding to the business community uh, comes from commercial banking, from development banks, financial houses, and the equity. But these are still very limited to really change, make any big change in terms of uh, how we do the business in the, in the country. What we found out is that uh, why we don't have uh, a lot of good use of uh, other financial channels. One of the reasons was on awareness, you know? So many people are running business, but they don't know that they can access or they can get financing. There are people who are financing, uh, uh, who can finance their businesses. But if they, if they know, they could be knowing only one source, you know? And sometimes that source might not be the most appropriate for them, for their business. So the lack of awareness is a very big issue with regards to financing. The other thing that we really found that is a, uh, a big challenge in financing is the kind of uh, the contracts that uh, are available uh, to the business, the people who are looking for money. So I would, like, I would like, first of all, to urge you, the business community, please try to understand the contracts. And when you are offered these contracts, treat them. Understand the contracts, but also receipt those terms uh, that are in those contracts. And this will help you in terms of uh, how you access and use your financing. Now, to you, the financials, um, it's very important, ladies and gentlemen, and this one we found it uh, as well, that many times we use one code fits all, you know? This is the product, and whoever walks in the door, that is the kind of financing they should go with. Sometimes we found our products that are mismatched with the businesses. 
And in the end, the businesses do not succeed because the financing is mismatched. I'm really calling upon you financials. Understand your customers better, understand their project and their businesses better, and design the financing that is appropriate to them. If we do that, we'll all be able to, to succeed and be very happy. A company's investor ready. Investors have to be investor ready. That means that you know, in, 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 in Africa or in Asia, there is this tradition. I set up a company. I want to give that to my heirs, my sons, my daughters. And they keep their equity tight within the family. But if you have to grow, you have to think bigger than your company. And growth happens when you bring in co-investment. You bring in somebody in your company. Somebody who gives you capital, but somebody who takes voting rights because they also take equity. So before you go into any co-investment, one has to be investor ready. Is it beneficial for me to give my shares and my ownership to somebody else or keep it myself? If you can do it, if you have the finance, keep it. But if you want to grow beyond, the option is co-investment. And the moment you talk co-investment, there are risks. You might join hand with somebody who is bigger than you, and soon they buy your company. You might invest with somebody who you have not done the due diligence and may not be the right partner. So co-investment actually requires you to be investor ready. And you, you pose the right question. Are our people investor ready? I think no. They are not yet investor ready. I've seen projects when they bring 10% capital and they want the foreigner or the other people to bring 90% capital, but they don't want to give away ownership. It doesn't happen. It's not a charitable business. There is no free lunch in this space. This space is you give, I give. It's win-win. And for the financial sector to get win-win, the investors have to be ready to understand, do I take a debt? Do I take an equity? Do I give, uh, how do you call, uh, my ownership? Okay. So that's the whole thing. The financial literacy of our SMEs is lacking. And I'm sure now these bankers, financials, will start thinking that first educate your investors. And they must know all the options available. Okay. Just like when you want to get a boy, if you want to get married, you check around what's available, isn't it? So that's what we're doing, matchmaking. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Foreign exchange reserves in South Africa rose to a record high of 62.21 billion in July of 2023 from 61.5 billion in the previous month after surpassing market expectations of 61.3 billion dollars. Increases were observed in net foreign reserves 55.3 billion dollars versus 54.94 billion dollars in June. Gold reserves stand at 7.9 billion dollars versus 7.68 billion dollars and SDR stands at 6.35 billion dollars versus 6.28 billion dollars in June. Meanwhile, the forward position representing the central bank's unsettled or swap transactions fell slightly to 0.52 billion dollars from 0.53 billion dollars. 
And a quick trip around Africa. Venture capital investments in Africa fell by 43% year-on-year in the first half of this year, according to a report published by the venture capital body, the African Private Capital Association. This is against a backdrop of relatively strong fundraising by African venture capital fund managers in 2022. According to AVCA, venture capital investors appear to be adopting a cautious approach to capital deployment given the significant degree of market uncertainty, which shows no signs of immediate resolution. The AVCA report says the first half of this year saw 263 deals take place in Africa's venture capital ecosystem allocating a cumulative $2.1 billion of capital to 258 unique companies. This responds to a 40% increase by volume and value compared to $3.5 billion raised in the first half of 2022. At slightly over a billion dollars raised each quarter, this contraction in startup funding is being referred to by some as the funding winter for African venture capital. Channels of capital to African startups have tapered off since the third quarter of 2022 in a belated but unspated knockoff effect of the global macroeconomic slowdown. Consumer prices in Seychelles dropped by 1.98% year-on-year in July 2023, following a 1.3% fall in the previous month. It's the third consecutive month of consumer deflation and most the market has seen since March 2016, mainly due to a sharp decrease in the prices of fresh fish. Moreover, prices further fell for both other food excluding fresh fish and non-food products. On a monthly basis, consumer prices declined 0.16% in July after 0.03% fall in the previous month. Airlines were forced to divert some flights after Niger restricted its airspace on Sunday night, making it more difficult for planes to fly across parts of Africa. British Airways was one of the carriers affected by Niger's partial closure of airspace with at least five flights to and from its London hubs diverting, including services from Nairobi, Cape Town and flights to and from Johannesburg. Air France, KLM and Deutsche Lufthansa also saw services diverted or delayed. The sudden airspace closure in Niger makes it harder for airlines flying between Europe and Southern Africa, adding an hour or more onto certain routes. This is according to tracking service Flytrader24. There are also airspace restrictions over Sudan and Libya, meaning commercial air flights cannot fly over. This means airlines need to extend flight times and cater for more fuel. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at the Dome.